Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. So y'all, yesterday was Halloween, in case you're listening to this at a later date. And for the first time, we sat outside and handed out candy instead of trick-or-treating with our kids. Our youngest is 11, and she went with her friends in a different neighborhood, and our son hung out with one of his friends in his friend's neighborhood. So for the first time, we sat out there. We got to see all the little kids run up. We saw the big kids who didn't have costumes. We saw parents dressed up. It was so much fun. And what I love the most about Halloween is how people are when they're in a different costume. They get to be somebody else. One year, my husband still talks about this. He designed and built his own costume and he was Lego man. So this was when Legos, the Lego movie, I think had just come out and He designed this, the head looked just like a Lego piece. It was bright yellow. And then he had this big triangular box that he painted bright red. um, And that was his body. And he said it was life altering, at least for that time in his life. Um, just being everybody's hero, like all the kids wanted to come up and touch him and, He just felt like a different version of himself. And he still hasn't stopped talking about that. Like every Halloween, he'll mention Lego man. And, you know, that one year when I was Lego man, it was just crazy. And everybody wanted to come see me and like I mattered. And I mean, isn't that what we all want as humans? We all want to be seen. We all want to feel like we matter. So I got a taste of it this past weekend. I was at a conference in Nashville in dermatology, and one of the events was at a museum, like a music hall of fame type museum. And the instructions for the event said, um, come dressed as, or what did it say? Come with clothing reminiscent of your favorite band or musician. And so I thought, heck yeah, I'm going to dress up. Well, it turns out most people thought it meant concert t-shirt, but I didn't care. Um, I, I mean, I knew that was a possibility. So I decided to be Dolly Parton 
And I love Dolly Parton, especially after hearing her podcast um, series on NPR. It really told a lot of the background of Dolly. And I feel like I know her. I feel like she's like my aunt Dolly or something. So I started early, like uh, six weeks before the event. I ordered a few outfits. I found the perfect one. It was long sleeves. Dolly usually wears long sleeves. Apparently she has some tattoos she hides and glittery like silver. And it had uh, like cowgirl fringe at the bottom. Um, I figured out the boob situation. I bought flesh colored balloons because, you know, I didn't know if they would show and practiced with the right size balloon. Um, I ordered a, two different wigs. Actually, I ordered three, but one never arrived. And so I tried on the wigs, made sure I had one that I thought would work for Dolly. Um, and then I was Dolly. And I really was Dolly. That's the that's the funny thing. When you get dressed like a character, you fully embody it, or at least you can. That's the option. And I saw this with some little kids last night, like this one girl dressed like a star and she had lights in her costume and she lit up the road, not only with her lights, her actual lights, but she was just so proud to be a star. And, you know, other kids were dressed like cowboys and fire tr or, uh, firemen, and it was just a hoot. So I fully embodied Dolly Parton. And so this episode is about what I learned while I was Dolly. So what did being Dolly teach me? And it's been about a week, no, maybe not even a week since I was Dolly. So I've tried to embody some of these things and some of them I'm doing okay. Some of them I'm not doing so okay. So the first thing I learned was it's not easy being famous. It's much easier to blend in. Um, when you stand out, when you take risks, when you get out of your comfort zone, it is really hard, but it was so worth it. So yes, I felt like a total like standout idiot. I don't even know what to call it. I was just a, so nervous because I am in the lobby of the hotel sitting there dressed like Dolly Parton. And it's not like everybody else was walking around dressed up. I definitely stood out. Um, now, when we went out on Broadway later that night, there were tons of people dressed as tons of different things. There were other Dollies, like this entire group of Dolly Partons came into one of the places where we were. <laughs> And one of my good friends dressed like Tina Turner. How cool is that? So, and another friend dressed like Willie Nelson. So the three of us made sure we sort of hung out together, um, which is another important point. If you're going to put yourself out there, if you're going to take risk, take, take a leap, surround yourself with other people who support you and who have similar goals and visions. So if you're all by yourself, it's going to make it so much harder to do whatever it is you want to do. If you want to uh, leave your line of work and like switch to a creative field, like you want to be a writer or you want to start painting, if you don't hang around with anybody who does anything like that, it's going to be really difficult for you. So recruit some friends meet people, put yourself out there and don't feel like you have to do it alone. 
But I can guarantee you when you put yourself out there, when you fully embrace this new version of you, you will bring it in a way you could not even imagine. So the, the next day I walked around the same area dressed in boring conference clothes and I was a different hope. I was not Dolly Parton. I was conference attendee hope and it felt completely different. So I tried to remind myself, look, you are the same person. You get to decide who you're going to be. You get to decide if you're confident, you can throw your shoulders back and poke your non-Dolly Parton boobs out, or you can slouch your shoulders and act like you shouldn't, you don't have a right to be here. You get to decide who you are, right? Um, when I would, like I asked a group of girls for directions and in my head, the story was that I was like invisible. I'm a mom, I'm a whatever, plain Jane. And then I thought back to Dolly. And when everybody saw Dolly, the story in my head was completely different. It was like, everybody loves Dolly. Everybody's a fan. And I behaved differently because I had that story in my head versus, oh, I'm just a mom. Like they don't even really want to give me directions. So pay attention to the story in your head and whether it changes based on who you think you are. Okay, so never, I kind of slipped into number two. Number two was beloved. So how many of us feel seen and loved in a soul-fulfilling way? Probably not many of us. I mean, if you're lucky, maybe you feel that way as a kid, like you're the light of your parents' eyes, but most of us don't feel that way as an adult. But guess what? We are. We each are beloved, and we get to decide that we are. And just seeing what it felt like and hearing um, my husband describe what it felt like to be Lego man. And then my daughter's in middle school for the first time. She's a sixth grader. And she said the other day, mom, I feel invisible. And, you know, I didn't give her a whole speech about Dolly Parton, but this is what I'm talking about. This is you get to decide. You get to decide who you are. And we are all beloved. We just don't see it. All right, number three, I learned that Dolly is proud of her looks and she is sure of herself. So I tried to fully embody this. Um, even when one of my air balloons deflated, I still acted like Dolly. It didn't deflate all the way, but it was definitely apparent. But I decided Dolly would not let this stop her. She would not go back to the hotel early just because one of her boobs deflated. Even when my little mole on the left side of my chin that I made with a black uh, eyeliner thing wore off, <laughs> I was still Dolly. You get to decide who you are. You don't need to look to other people to determine your self-worth. You get to decide you are amazing or beautiful or whatever. Um, at one point, we went to a bar called Whiskey River. Bar doesn't even do the place justice. This was like a three-story, you know, live music, huge, not, in my opinion, not trashy. It was a, they had a dance floor and a really cool band. Um, 
And about, I don't know, 30 or 45 minutes into it, we were enjoying ourselves and the band said, we'll play requests for $20. Well, I didn't have $20, um, but my friend did, Tina Turner. And Tina put in $20 and had them sing uh, nine to five. And y'all, it felt like my moment in the spotlight. So Hope would never get up there and dance. I mean, I might dance in a group, but I am not going to dance by myself in front of people, much less sing at the top of my lungs. But Dollywood, I mean, that's what Dolly does, right? So that is what I did. And it was really amazing. Like what, what your inner self can bring to the surface when you give her a chance. And it didn't even feel fake. I mean, I'm not a singer. I'm definitely not a dancer, but it just felt like this buried part of me. And it was reminiscent of childhood. You know, when we don't care what people think, our social self is, um, we tell her to just like get in the back seat, just be quiet. And we let our true, true nature shine. So yeah, I sang and I had the best time and I felt like Dolly Parton. All right, so let's see, what number were we on? Okay, I think we're on number four. Yeah, meets Dolly meets people where they are. So I, in part of that podcast on NPR, they talked about how Dolly is so universally known and loved by people of all generations. Like the teenagers love Dolly Parton. There's a store that sells out of Dolly t-shirts. They sell like little you know, preppy clothes to teenagers and college girls, and they sell out of their Dolly accessories. Um, and old people love Dolly and people from all different backgrounds. She crosses political lines. She She's like loved by everybody. So she meets people where they are. The first place we went was so crowded. You had to, um, well, I'll just say with Boobs, it was very hard to maneuver through the crowd. I had to, you know, really like turn myself in a certain way so that they wouldn't get popped. And we made our way to the back of this place and there was a table with a group of kind of rough looking guys. And these were older, like 50s, maybe even 60s. And they were motorcycle riders. <laughs> but it turns out they love Dolly Parton and Tina Turner. And so they immediately gave us seats at their table. Turns out they didn't speak English. Only one of them spoke some English. And so, um, but they really wanted to talk to us. And so we chatted up with these motorcycle, non-English speaking guys. And yeah, and normal hope would probably be like, eh, I'm just going to go back to the hotel. But instead I was Dolly. And I got out of my comfort zone and I met new people. Number five, she takes risks. She puts herself out there. So I was asked to give a talk next week to a group where I will not know a single soul, not even the person who organized the group. In fact, the person who organized the talk no longer works there. So even our email communication means nothing at this point. But because I have this in my mind, like I am going to take risks like Dolly. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to embody who I was when I was up there singing nine to five. 
All right, number six. If you've listened to Dolly, she laughs a lot and she has like this sweet nature about her. I just don't see her getting like pissed off or angry or really, it seems like nothing would be a big deal for her. And so this is really embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you all about it. So I also gave a talk at the conference. And one of the things that I said in the talk, it was on how to communicate with Polish, which makes this even more embarrassing. But um, I was talking about how your sympathetic nervous system kicks in when you get up in front of people. And there are certain ways to activate your calm down reflexes, your parasympathetic nervous system mode. And one of the ways you can do this is to yawn. Another way is like slow, deep breaths. And then a third way is to do motorboat lips. like. And so I didn't even think about like motorboat lips. Some people associate that with um, like, well, I'll tell you. So when I was dressed like Dolly later that day, and it was the next day, one of my um, acquaintances, friends came up to me and she, and I had these, you know, fake balloons and she put her head down towards the balloons and goes, and I'm like, what are you doing? She said, you told me to do motorboat if I got nervous. And I was mortified. I was like, wait, do you think everybody thought that when I was giving the talk? When I told people to do motorboat lips, do you think they thought I meant like put your head in somebody's boobs? <laughs> anyway, this is this is going too far, people. But she did it when I was dressed like Dolly. And I thought, you know, yes, it's embarrassing. But what would Dolly do? Dolly would just laugh. She really would. I mean, she gets teased or questioned about her body all the time. And she just beats people to the punchline. She'll just go ahead and say something about her numerous plastic surgery jobs. So I am officially laughing about it and letting it go. And if you did think that I meant motorboat, you know, like that, I didn't. But I'm sure that would, yeah, take some of the nerves away, maybe. All right, number seven, she, Dolly is business savvy, but she stays true to herself. So I had a business opportunity somebody asked me about, and I knew immediately that it wasn't for me. Like I just felt it in my gut. And instead of even pausing to listen to my brain, give me the pros and the cons and all that, I said, no, I don't think so. Nope. It's not soul food. I didn't say that to them, but you know, you, you really do have to stay true to yourself. All right. Number eight, Dolly has figured out who she is. We talked about your framework a couple of episodes ago. Dolly sticks with her framework. I mean, she really does. She knows who she is. She has 300, this is reported. Apparently she has 300 blonde wigs. She wears tons of makeup. She almost always wears long sleeves and she just sticks with it. It works for her. So think about what works for you and what is true for you and stick with that. Don't apologize for it. I mean, yoga leggings, that works for me 99% of the time. I really did try to wear high heels at that conference, but the last day I was like, you know what? Flip-flops. So I switched into flip-flops and I felt like, yes, this is more me. All right, number nine, don't get pulled in by other people 
trying, or sorry, Dolly does not get pulled in by other people trying to get her goat. So if you've ever heard of her Dolly interview, sometimes the person interviewing her will try to ask her a question and kind of get her riled up, but she will not. She is the best interviewer. Like she just, nothing can, she's unflappable. So I needed to channel my inner Dolly yesterday. I took my son for his driving test and he must have been in full fight or flight mode because he was not being nice to his mama and I was not being nice back. And so he was saying things, you know, about me and my driving and mothering and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Dolly would not get pulled in. She would not get roped in by this. And I'm not either. And so I pulled that car over to the side of the road, put it in park, got out. He was still talking, 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 shut the door, walked over to the sidewalk and just stood there for probably five minutes and just got myself together. And then I got back in the car and we carried on. <sighs> so yeah, how can you how can you monitor yourself, sort of observe yourself interacting with other people and just not go there? Just don't let them get your goat. I don't know where that expression comes from, but anyway, last one, always be prepared. Always be prepared. So Dolly always looks put together. She, I've never seen her without lipstick. So think of what you're facing right now, whatever it is. And ask yourself what you most hope won't happen and then prepare for that. Don't get all doomsday and freak out, but just think about it. Like, okay, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? And what would I do if it did happen? And I actually took extra balloons with me because I knew that one could deflate and I did not... Uh, fill it back up on my walk back to the hotel because I was like, you know what? I don't care. But I did have extra balloons. I took my reading glasses. I took, uh, what else did I take? Uh, safety pins because I didn't want my dress popping open. So think about what is the worst thing that could possibly happen with whatever it is you're facing. And then what can I do to prepare for that? And there might be nothing you can do to prepare for that. And if that's the case, then you have to let it go. All right, that's all I have for you. But I want to hear from y'all. So what have you dressed up as before? And how did it make you feel different than your normal self? All right, so reach out hope.cook at gmail.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram at Coach Hope Cook. And I will catch y'all next week. y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right. If you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless, and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call, and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. 
Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching. Or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com. And schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So see you next week. And hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.